0: This is The Rocker Recovery, and this is Angie Meadows.
1: And this is Chris Meadows. I am her youngest son.
0: So we have a great guest today. This is my little one, who's not so little anymore, who uh, benefited from all the poor choices I made with my first child.
1: (laughs) Knowing not what to do. (laughs) Knowing
0: what not to do and how not to parent. And so I homeschooled him for... All the way through mid 11th grade and I realized that every character flow I had come back at me in 50 he was very much like me so what what i did is i addressed my character issues and then i'd go to him and apologize for my character flaw and then we'd go together and apologize to his little sister because i'd do it to him and he'd do it to her (laughs) and and then we both corrected ourselves and he'd be seven years old and at seven years old i was impatient um, agitated, aggravated, frustrated, frustrated. My words would be right, my tone would be right, but my spirit would be impatient, and he'd pick up on that, and instantly he'd be impatient with his little sister, and so I'd have to go and repent, and then we'd go together, and re- and so. As a seven-year-old, at any moment, I allowed him to give me the one-finger signal that was like, Mom. And the only thing I was allowed to say is, oh, you're right, I'm working on it. <laughs> and then when he was impatient, I'd give him the one-finger sing- signal, and he'd say, you're right, I'm working on it. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes difficult as parents. We think we're supposed to be perfect, but if we're a little bit vulnerable and let them know we're working on it, now we can um, bring them up and they can realize that, okay, this is Uh, something we have to practice because we all have poor manners, we all have poor behaviors, we all have habits, and these things don't correct themselves so as i corrected myself i was it was easier to correct him and it, it put us in unity because he was very much like me so it all mirrored back at me <laughs> so today yeah. we're going to do chapter 15 in the Rocker recovery relationship addictions uh, these are going to be aired in the late evenings um and they'll also be on our Rocker recovery podcast if you'd like to listen to them again so chapter 15 infidelity and repair what's the principle chris infidelity is reckless and will contaminate your life all right so any type of immorality will contaminate you it may look like you're in a bad circumstance and this is the thing you're going to do to comfort yourself but it it will contaminate every area of your life keep going
1: All right. This is the introduction. Infidelity in relationships is common. We might not have developed a mature conscience. There may be a lack of commitment. There may be multiple past partners with betrayal wounds that haven't healed. It may be that you feel trapped in an abusive relationship but are incapable of leaving for various reasons. You know, reasons like that could be that you feel safe or that he's or she is providing a place to stay. Um, Mm -hmm. Continuing on an extra marital affair may be a toxic coping strategy
0: so instead of uh, making this reckless contaminated choice Uh, Start making other plans to heal yourself, to find other ways to cope. So you may feel stagnant and have lost your way and have let your guard down and are distracted from your life goals. So here's the point where I want you to list what are my goals for six months, one year, five years, ten years. Where do I want to land when I'm 70? After all, this will keep you from having to deal with problems in your current relationship. Or the changes you need to make in yourself to heal so infidelity just distracts you from your problems it's it's just gonna make more problems it does not help you heal
1: so going towards those life goals if you have someone who is is not with you on your life goals if those goals are are good as in like you know graduating college or you know in two years I want to buy a house or this and that and somebody that you're with is just not able to be with you during those goals infidelity is not a way to cope with that and be like well they're not going to be here for me during these goals so i'm going to go out and find somebody who is right now, that's the relationship that you've got to cut off right there and then mm-hmm. and continue to heal yourself mm-hmm. and that's what goes on into into this like What she said, after all, this will keep you from having to deal with the problems in your current relationship, Mm -hmm. in your current mind, or the changes you need to make in yourself Mm. to heal. (laughs) That's one of the biggest things that people don't really understand is that you you look to others to heal when it's really you that needs to heal Mm -hmm. and be healthy for that person. You can't go in, both be wounded, and expect the other person to heal because Nobody's perfect and right. you will be hurt.
0: So uh, this wounded heart causes us to have an inordinate amount of self-absorption. So when I'm self-absorbed, an affair is only going to likely be a distraction from my current state of suffering. It makes more problem and escalates old problems. So let's go into the lesson here, Chris.
1: Well, so here's the lesson. Without a healthy identity, you will develop a fake self. Hmm this is pseudo self this pseudo self will be whatever you think another person wants you to be a toxic marriage will rob you of your identity and make you vulnerable to be reshaped into a new person that you don't recognize out you'll look into the mirror and you'll be like who is this who
0: is this yeah so this this, yeah this new romance releases hormones and chemicals into the brain that elevates your mood and alleviates your depression and may give you some sense of yourself through movement of deciding yeah some sort of sense of control but this is a toxic decision and it's going to leave you lost in other areas of your of your life
1: infidelity infidelity is a reckless game most are not normally cunning and deceptive enough to navigate such behaviors mm. and compartmentalize them and return to their significant other as if nothing happened it will contaminate all areas of your life
0: yeah yeah
1: it will cause you to be more rude to your spouse it will cause yes. you to be more uptight you'll snap more than than what you normally would because Mm -hmm. you've got this thing that you're hiding and you know that you're hiding it and you're you're feeling shame and regret and whatever else. Uh, Infidelity literally changes your personality. It does. If you have been a dormant for years, if you have been dormant for years, stuck in an abusive situation, ignored or invisible in this painful
0: relationship, it may give you the courage to push back um and divorce so so i don't want to be a doormat so if i'm sitting in a relationship and i'm literally cowering walking on eggshells and and just being a people pleaser i have insecure attachments this is going to leave me very vulnerable to to adultery Um, So, the fallout of adultery can force me to face my marital issues. Uh, It can give me the strength to change and to heal the brokenness of my family, or it can give me the courage to walk away. So you may realize your marriage and your family is worth saving.
1: Um, Adultery can create a crisis to propel you forward if you have been stuck for years. It is a symptom of a much deeper problem. Uh, Find the root issues. Okay,
0: so if you're thinking about having adultery, uh, committing adultery, this has nothing to do with what's in front of you. That's just your distraction. So, adultery is a stupid choice and it will hurt many, including yourself.
1: Uh, sexual relations without commitment always have unforeseen, uncontrollable consequences.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a hormone, a chemical that gets released in the brain that's going to bond you to somebody. So you may think you're having casual sex just to uh, deal with other problems, to comfort yourself. But there's going to be there's going to be consequences coming down the road.
1: Many will be hurt. This foreknowledge is not usually powerful enough to stop the new relationship if you are intensely wounded or have deep rejection wounds from others. Um, It is really hard to think about your future and what will happen you're just thinking about yourself and in the moment mm-hmm. and that okay this is going to make me feel better but you don't think about the consequences that's going to come in the the days the weeks the months years following uh, you may be in total denial of your vulnerability until you are knee deep in some impossible magical fairy tale ending there are no guardrails in an affair there's no safety net to catch you devastation is right around the curve
0: yeah you're it's you're literally going in the dark Uh, driving around a blind curve, not knowing where you're going to land. And at the moment, you're so wounded from uh, maybe your marriage or a relationship you just got out of that you don't even care. You're, You're not. You're being careless, and you're not paying attention.
1: So, if your current relationship is stuck, you lack the skills to work on yourself, radically accept your partner and be content, or leave for your sanity and get help. Mm -hmm. You are extremely vulnerable.
0: These wounds or cracks in your thinking cause poor boundaries that usually attract a new relationship with a myriad of its own toxicity.
1: You are not secure enough in your own identity to choose a healthy partner. You need to wait and work on yourself. And then the right partner is going to come along when you are ready. Yeah, when you're healthy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now let's look at some risk factors that need to be addressed as soon as possible.
0: So what are the risk factors for an affair? Number one. Chronic grieving over losses. Number two. Love starve. Yeah, we've talked
1: about that. Number three. Denied intimacy in marriage. Number four. Abusive partner number five or an avoidance partner.
0: So this is an insecure attachment within the marriage. There's not a bond there's a there's a, a suffering that's Significantly chronic in the marriage that will cause a person to go out and So this is something that you've got to be able to start working on who you are. You can't change the other person You can only change yourself.
1: The best option would be to remove yourself from the environment of the person who is the object of your attraction. In six months, you both will be single and free to date or thrilled you escaped near disaster.
0: (laughs) Phew, thank God. (laughs) Okay, here we go.
1: If you do not have an addictive personality or pornography issues and have viewed sex in a wholesome way, this chapter will make no sense to you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it won't. (laughs) If you were molested as a child, dealt with sexual perversion in your family, was introduced to porn at a young age, there will be a battle to be fought that may take half your life to win if you start now if you also live in domestic violence have substance abuse disorders obsessive thinking patterns or anything along that those lines prepare yourself with a community that understands sexual trauma issues
0: mm. so as i work in recovery chris i have realized that they do not have the luxury of casual sex. It will drop them right back into their substance use disorder. It will trigger all the abandonment, the neglect. The uh, they don't know what healthy boundaries are because they were violated as a children, and they don't have a strong identity. So they develop their identity in this new love, which has their little romance fairy tale thing going in their head for years, mm-hmm. trying to escape the trauma of their childhood. And now this person's not the other half of that fairy tale. They're mm-hmm. they're dominant, they're abusive, or they're whiny, <laughs> and you're like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I yeah. thought this was going to help.
1: It, it drops you right back yeah. to where you were when and that trauma that, happened. Yeah. And that, you get
0: distracted from your recovery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's healthy love look like?
1: Healthy love lets you come and go and rejoices in your individuality. It learns to develop secure connection and yet retains individuality. It builds trust bonds and not fear bonds.
0: Hmm. So a trust bond.
1: Trust-bond is shared intimacy of your daily feelings and your physical, emotional, and spiritual needs need to be heard and met.
0: Comfort is always at your front door from yourself or your trusted others.
1: You will learn to confidently strengthen yourself when no one else is available, when you build a trust bond with yourself. Many of us do not trust ourselves or even love ourselves.
0: Yeah, so when I'm dropping into anxiety, which is is pretty common, and we're going to talk about that in the next chapter with chronic uh, PTSD, I, I can't, my brain didn't form right, so I can't indulge that. I have to just recognize it and comfort myself.
1: So trust sets you on a safe pathway to explore old wounds. Release them, change your thinking and behaviors. Trust opens your heart to listen closely to yourself and others. Trust is soft and gentle, easy to entreat and easy to forgive another then you will have no reason to follow a toxic attraction for another. You will be content in a healthy and fulfilling relationship even if that relationship is only mm-hmm. with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Finding
1: contentment is key for mental health. Yeah,
0: contentment, contentment, contentment right where you're at with yourself learning through the struggles in whatever relationship you're in learning to know yourself, to develop yourself, to develop your own identity to, de- to understand what you will and will not tolerate, to set up good boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now, let's see what a fear bond looks like.
1: So a fear bond, of course, is the exact opposite. It's controlling, it's dominant, even pouty when it doesn't get its way. (laughs) The fear bond blocks your heart from trusting another or receiving love or comfort. It sets you on a path to destroy your relationships and you feel deep loneliness without resources to find any peace. The goal is survival and self-preservation. You consume and consume more and can never be satisfied. Never
0: satisfied. So this fear bond is the root issue. We've got. We didn't develop a trust bond as children. We we learned to um, find. It, we were safe if the person, the you know, parent in front of us, was being propped up by us. But we never really got to bounce back and forth and figure out who we were. So fear blocks healthy connection.
1: It sabotages any successful relationship with emotional instability. Hmm. This develops into hardness of the heart and intense stubbornness, often with the ex- exhibition of anger, depression, or self-destructive behaviors.
0: You know, Chris, I find that when my heart is hurting and when I'm wounded, I'm shut off from God. I'm sitting in church. Everybody else is praising. They're loving on the Lord. They're maybe crying and getting a, a, a blessing from God. I, you know hmm. what? I can't feel it. It's like, yeah, it's like it, I'm on the outside. I can't feel it because my heart's wounded. So then I've blocked my heart to a holy God that wants to comfort me because of these fear bonds. So mm-hmm. that's where I have to move the fear and realize that, okay, I may not be able to trust this other person, but I can trust God with my heart. It may not look like I think it's supposed to look, but I can believe His Word that all things, all things will turn to my good mm-hmm. and to His glory. So fear...
1: Fear builds a fortress of solitude when no one can have any piece of your heart or ever hurt you again. Ouch. Hence, survival is the theme. Mm-hmm. Finding the hardest, most difficult, angriest person you know, and realize that they are hurt, wounded, soul, without the skills to connect because they never learn to trust.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times when you find people like this, and it may even be one of your parents uh, in their older years that that is getting even worse, mm-hmm. and, and you find that if you set up any boundary with them, they don't know how to respect a boundary. They push right through it. So if you set up a stronger boundary, now their abandonment, rejection wound is triggered. So what you have to do with them is say, this is not abandonment. This is not neglect." This is not rejection. This is putting you in a container and putting a little lid on your anger saying, you don't treat me that way. And now you can step in and out uh, in control as a parent with strong boundaries, parenting your parents or whoever is in front of you that needs this little container for their emotions, which is what should have happened with children in healthy with healthy parenting.
1: So moving on to fear bonds. Fear bonds are formed as protection so no one will ever get to know you. Your harsh internal critic makes you feel unlovable and you try to hide your true self from others with thinking that if they really knew who you were, they wouldn't love you. This root problem is that you don't love yourself. To heal, you must learn to love you.
0: Mm. To stop your pattern of going from one broken relationship to another, you must slow down and learn to love and accept your own self. You must find safe people and safe places to build a community of friends. Will you get hurt again? Of course you will. (laughs) Of course you will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no matter. Now the wall of love for yourself or protect your heart and give you compassion for another because if someone else hurts you it's because they have that fear bond and they are trying to hurt you before they you hurt them because they're afraid and the best thing that you can do is just and love them and show compassion for them
0: so what I find Chris is that if they're hurting inside they externalize their internal chaos mm-hmm. and that's how they regulate themselves by being angry or spewing and now now they're regulated. But I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta carry this. They just puked all over me. So so you have to really help others that you love by being safe and secure and steadfast and giving them strong boundaries and being the same today 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 tomorrow the same the same the same i will not tolerate that you will not talk to me like that i'm going to walk away when i come back i expect you to speak to me with kind manners so this will help you to see that their wounded heart and how they are deflecting their pain on you with this externalization of their anger and their suffering. This rejection will not be your identity now. Your new identity will be to love yourself and to love them with healthy, strong boundaries.
1: So, if you heal, you will not give others the power to deeply wound you. They can do anything they want, but mm-hmm. you're strong in yourself and you love yourself and you realize that uh, you will not let that, that control you. Nor will you hold bitterness and let it rob you of your peace. You will be able to hold your love for yourself and your peace because you know your worth and know your eternal value.
0: Yeah, that's key, isn't it? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You will be ready. You will be a stable anchor in the storm for others to return to when they are ready to do their own work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just stand still and let them bounce around. But don't take internalize that person's internal chaos because that's what's coming out of them. And if you internalize it, now you become part of the problem.
1: So is your current relationship so sick and you are too much of a coward to exit maturely? (laughs) Instead, an affair would force the other person to confront you and maybe leave it it maybe leave or it would give you momentary relief the secret source of affection from an affair is a sick way to cope with you your other miserable relationship and suffer through it an affair is just a symptom of a broken relationship it isn't the root issue no it's not
0: so if you are severely wounded with abandonment rejection issues and other trauma wounds you are incredibly vulnerable to attract a devour the intense attraction that you feel isn't love it is a trauma bond. You will know that it's a trauma bond because you are overwhelmingly compelled and compulsively obsessing over this person, this new person, this new relationship that's going to complete you because you don't know who you are. So this is volatile, could end in severe destruction with public humiliation and even violence. If you can understand an intense attraction as a repetition, compulsion of an old trauma wound, maybe you can educate yourself enough to not act on it.
1: Now, it's important to evaluate the reasons adultery was able to infiltrate your marriage and relationship.
0: Explore the reasons you have or might want to commit adultery. A sick coping skill to deal with a dead or broken marriage is a lure to an affair. If you are in a committed relationship and thinking about having an affair, stop and process the reasons why you would entangle, entangle yourself in such a mess. You are totally free. Um would you really choose this partner if you were free? Would Is this what you would do? So let's look at the reasons for adultery. Number one.
1: Conscience is not fully developed or has been readjusted to fit the norms of today's society. Yeah,
0: yeah. We ain't hurting nobody. Nobody else knows. Number two. Huh.
1: Number two. Opportunity exists or it is sought after. Number three. Physical attraction led to addictive obsession over that person. Hmm. Number four. Physical needs. One mate is ignoring, avoiding, or is unavailable.
0: Number five.
1: Emotional wound by your mate. Feeling unwanted, unloved, neglected, abandoned, or rejected, and you have lost yourself. Hmm. Number six. Partner is unwilling or incapable to meet your needs. Number seven. Partner is unsuited to your personality and has never understood your love language and doesn't really even try. Number eight. Adultery may give you the complete detachment that you need to get a divorce and find someone capable of loving you
0: number 9
1: you convince yourself that you are in love and that god wouldn't mind
0: <laughs> no he wouldn't mind
1: you wouldn't be hurting anyone no one will know you can compartmentalize this and get away with it this type of re- rationalization is a danger zone
0: yeah I recognize that number 10
1: unaddressed past sexual addictions which can cause obsessing lusting and cannot stop until you act on it
0: yeah look at that so if you have a, if you can't stop yourself you've got to address the sexual addiction that's behind that and the sexual traumas from your past number 11 adultery has been a lifetime habit yeah with some people it is a lifetime habit they can't commit number 12 lack of empathy
1: for how your partner will be affected by this act
0: number 13
1: childhood trauma 14 Intense, unresolved anxiety. Fifteen. History of domestic violence. Sixteen. Untreated substance abuse Ow. disorders.
0: So fire belongs in the fire pit. is beautiful to look at and can roast your marshmallows. But once it is taken out of that fire pit, you cannot control whether it burns the whole forest or who will be trapped and consumed by the flames. So the affair... So you say you love her, the other woman. Do you lay and cry for her? Are you wanting to defend, protect, and comfort her? Do you want to provide for her? Do you just like the excitement she gives and maybe the way she makes you feel? Are you just bored? Do you feel shame and guilt afterwards? Do you even think about how it will affect others? Do you even care? So
1: let's look at more root issues. Number one. Possible root issues. Number one, not enough self-control. Number two. Not enough character to develop a standard of fidelity in your marriage number three you're just bored number four (laughs) looking for someone to be your savior fix your problems and fulfill your needs
0: number five
1: discontent with life in general number six so many past broken relationships that you don't even try to be faithful anymore number seven stuck and unable to decide to end your current relationship and this looks like movement
0: yeah having an affair might look like you're making some progress but you're not you're actually going backwards so the application
1: Application repentance is a change in our thinking, a turning around 180 degrees of movement towards healing. If past infidelity has you stuck and beating yourself up, this immaturity will land you in another toxic coping skill. It could cause you to relapse into substance abuse disorders, into alcoholism, or take your life. Instead, use it as a springboard to explore your healing.
0: Mm, So uh, let's look at this thing as a good thing to say... Okay, there's a part of me that's broke that I need to work on. Turn your fingers back to yourself. Do not beat yourself up.
1: It is unreasonable to think that you wouldn't want a healthy, loving relationship. Of course, we all do. It may be momentarily medicating your suffering, but if you have compromised and entered an affair or repeatedly settled for toxic relationships, work on yourself to try to figure out what is broken and what needs to be healed. Otherwise, you're just going to do this again. Might as well work on this now.
0: (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) If you've done this two or three times and you end in the same place of suffering, let's start repenting
1: so affair repentance discover your motives before confessing to your partner about the affair things to consider are you telling them to redeem the relationship and build a bond of trust are you telling them to cleanse your conscience are you telling them to make them suffer will this be helpful or hurtful
0: Draw within yourself a space of solitude, but not isolation. Set boundaries to protect yourself from such nonsense. Thank God for the opportunity to identify your false thinking, your selfish bent, your trauma bonds, your insecure attachments, and your wounded spirit. So here's what repentance is looking like. Repentance is a change in your thinking, number one. Am I truly repentant or just sorry that I got caught? Number two. Do I have a short and long-term
1: plan for infidelity recovery?
0: Number three.
1: Am I dealing with the real, real problems or just the consequences?
0: Hmm. Number four.
1: Do I have an accountability partner in a recovery group or counselor?
0: Number five.
1: Am I grieving over my lack of self-control and developing a stronger character? Number six. Have I acknowledged my responsibility for my poor choices? Number
0: seven.
1: Am I hiding anything? Number eight. Am I using the confusion as an opportunity to relapse into drug or alcohol addictions? That's common. Number nine. Am I choosing healthy friends or isolating? Ten. Am I making restitution for past offenses? Eleven. Have I established boundaries to prevent a relapse into infidelity? Twelve. Am I serving others and giving back to family and community? Thirteen. Do I consistently repeat a cycle of infidelity, regret, relapse if so i need stronger boundaries and or harder consequences was this my first indiscretion have i explored my thinking patterns that led to infidelity 14 am i blaming my significant other's inattentiveness for my behaviors 15 am i setting up an offense and triangulating my negativity bonds with others to justify my pity party when i'm caught (laughs) number 16 (laughs) am i playing a victim and deflecting responsibility and projecting the other person in the affair as the only responsible party
0: interesting so when it comes to infidelity recovery expect honesty and a desire to rebuild trust. So what would infidelity, recovery, accountability look like, Chris? Number one. Accountability. Keep financial accounts open to the scrutiny of
1: another who understands sexual addictions. Number two. Keep all phone calls on speakerphone for others to hold you accountable. Three. No contact is best. A complete severance from all toxic relationships is best number four if i must have contact because of shared parenting keep all visits short and with a trusted friend if possible number five with shared parenting no physical or verbal contact for any specified period may be needed with a third party transporting any
0: children for visitations normally these toxic relationships are very difficult to get out of so infidelity is reckless and will contaminate your life and so if you've been uh, a victim in your marriage and you committed infidelity and now you're the bad guy <laughs> or if you had just sat still and really worked through your suffering it, things may have landed better for you you may have not have been divided so in conclusion
1: so when it's over lust never makes a healthy relationship
0: no it never does
1: it lands in loss of yourself with lingering taste of poison it blocks your path of to peace and makes you crazy. Lust lights a fire that is difficult to stop. It is sick and dysfunctional and can derive obsessive thinking. It feels like love. It feels like passion. It takes up way too much space in your life and produces suffering. But in reality will eventually catch up with you because lust isn't real. It will always disappoint.
0: Yeah. So the next chapters, we will explore more on how to heal. It will take work to see the patterns of these old wounds heal. It'll take recovery to choose a different path than infidelity. Were you careless, bored, wounded, abandoned, lustful? These are character flaws that's got to be addressed and healed. So when it's over and you're devastated, make a grateful list. Uh, Take a thought of a devastation when your romance ends and be grateful, 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 and find a safe inner self to forgive yourself, to stand yourself up and move on
1: so navigate the emotions by extracting the lessons you've learned from this experience find the emotional skills to move on expand your thinking make your thoughts elastic so you can move and shape your thoughts into a healthy learning experience
0: if you got to stand on your head and look at things differently so lord forgive us help us to forgive ourselves and each other purge us with hyssop that we shall be clean, we shall be washed and whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me the right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And that's Psalms 51 7 through 12. Amen and amen. And this was Angie Meadows.
1: And this is Chris Meadows.
0: And we love you.